It's time for Game On Hockey with Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Near side, Reese Gaber shoots, scores! Talking all things from the blue line to the red line. A breakaway for Kaprizov. He's in. He shoots, he scores! And beyond. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. yeah. Now here are your hosts, Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor. Uh, good evening from the Nillis Law Firm studio and broadcasting on the Mighty 790 KFJO and 104.7 FM. We sincerely hope that this is the best hour of your week. We sure try to each and every week, Scott, and hopefully we deliver this week. Uh, we've been talking about this show for a very, very, very long time, Scott, to be able to get a guy like Dave Tippett, a guy like Troy Murray, Dave Tippett, played in the NHL, played for the Hartford Whalers. We'll have Bill Chaves on talking about that a little bit as well. Uh, and just finished, wrapped up probably a career in the National Hockey League. We don't know. He may go back to coaching. And uh, and Troy Murray, now the color analyst for Chicago Blackhawks hockey. Former UND fighting Sue. We can say that. And it's Sue Gopher slash Hawks Gopher week on top of it. we got a show that we're just going to blow your socks off. So if you're in your car, tighten the seatbelt. We're going to take you on a ride, aren't we, Scott? Well, yeah, and I'm in a pretty good mood, too. How about them Jets last night? Was that... Well, everybody's gnashing their teeth down in uh, St. Paul. <laughs> the Winnipeg Jets knock off the defending Stanley Cup champions in their own barn. In OT? No in OT. That was a heck of a hockey game. It was a lot of fun. fun yep. to watch. And the most interesting part is something I never thought I'd see. Mason Appleton and Neil Pionk on the ice in overtime. Neil Pionk, a former University and, of Minnesota Duluth Bulldog. And everybody loves the Bulldogs in this neck of the woods, Scott. You know that. Well, yeah. Well, and next week, we're going to have a couple of Bulldogs on. Yes. Should with we, Ashton Bell should and we, Justin on a rock. Should we um, tease a little bit with that? Go ahead and go ahead and, and set the table for next week. Ne- next week, we're, we're going to do a show on, on women's hockey in general and NCAA women's hockey in particular. Um, we have uh, three members of Canada's national team program. Jocelyn Rock, the veteran, she's 33, almost 34 now, um, from Toronto. She runs a couple of gyms in Toronto. Um, she's been with the national team. The most highly decorated um, Canadian female hockey player since Haley Wickenheiser. Um, she's gold, silver, everything. She's been, I think, 14 years now with Team Canada. Um, she'll be here. She's a UMD Bulldog. Yep. Along with Ashton Bell, who's on the national team now, has won three straight gold medals with Jocelyn on the Canadian team. She's a UMD Bulldog and has already been Player of the Week, I think, twice. Yeah, she has been. In the conference. And then a young woman named Avery Pickering, who is maybe the most impressive young teenager I've met in a long time. She's 16, the captain of the Balmoral Hall Blazers. She has committed to Colgate University, member of Canada's national U18 team, is also on three provincial women's baseball teams, not fast pitch, baseball. Wow. Um, U18, U21, and U23, and she's 60. And she's also a provincial track and field champion in field. The only thing more boring than track is field, and she's in field. <laughs> and and she'll also be on. She's going to Colgate. So we'll have a veteran who has finished her university career, one who is in the middle of her university career yep. and one who is starting her university career. And we're going to talk about NCAA Division One hockey for all the women um, who are thinking about it, dreaming about it, um, or just want to have fun talking about it. And we're going to talk about uh, 
the road trips and what it's like for for the women to play in the NCAA. Absolutely, you're listening, and you're listening. And, you are listening to Game On. Uh, we take and we do appreciate Jack Sunday leaving. You know, he's a professional. Mm-hmm. I'm just an amateur at doing this stuff, but uh, we have a blast doing it each week. So thank you, Jack Sunday, for giving up the half hour of drive time. So if indeed this is your drive time, the drive time hour, you're listening to Game On Hockey from the Nillis Law Firm Studio. Nillis Law Firm established in the early 1900s. The Nillis Law Firm provides legal services in more than 10 areas of practice, including business and corporate law, estate planning wills and trusts, probate, commercial litigation, adoption services, as well as real estate. A division of Nillis Law Firm is Northern Title, which provides complete closing and escrow services along with title insurance policies for all types of real estate transactions in North Dakota as well as Minnesota. Call Nillis Law Firm at 701-237-5544 or look them up on the World Wide Web at NillisLaw.com. They follow me wherever I do the show, whether it's Nillis here or Nillis Press Box at the Ralph Engelstead Arena. They do that each and every week. But uh, just a quick synopsis now. The Minnesota Wilds, I, I need to ask, Scott, your opinion. This is 0-3 on the year. Goaltending has been the issue. Uh, is this going to be something? We're gonna, well, we're going to talk about this all season long, I anticipate, don't you? It's and it's so sad too. We've already discussed this a little bit. Yeah. When we spoke toward the end of last season, before the flurry trade, I think we were more than impressed with the goaltending, the way it had been all season long. Um. The, oh yeah, Capo's our guy. He's our guy. There's no question about it. And he suddenly wasn't their guy. And then Talbot wasn't their guy. And now they've kind of backed themselves in the corner. I guess they got to ride this Mark Andre Fury thing. He's got to get better. I think I don't think that's a question. And when your goaltending isn't great. Your game changes. There's more concern about what's going on behind you. We watched Connor Hellebuck play brilliantly last night. The Jets are 2-1, and one, and they've had a tough start. They've played the Rangers and beaten them, um, got smoked in Dallas, and then came back and beat Colorado Yeah, because goaltending is a big part of it. And the Wild, I think, have enough talent. They proved that last year. They've got lots of talent up front. They should score. This is a big game for them tonight. You know, and then you're right. You talk, you talk about starting the question. Then you're, you're talk, there's players now. They're talking. Well, why isn't Boldy on? Why is he on the fourth line? Why is he on the third? Now they're talking about guys in front of the goaltending, where the issue is really the goaltending. But then it filters in all parts of the game, doesn't it? Well, yeah, and 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 I know, you, like you were really really fortunate at UND. You had good goaltending all the time. Oh yeah. And that's not a shot at you. No. As a defenseman. But no. what it means is, is that there are things you can do that you don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. You can take a chance. You can you can get in on the rush. You can make, you can a, mistake. make a mistake. Uh-huh. And you're not going to get killed because you know your goalie's there to, to, to do the job for you. So one of the things that, for instance, the Jets want to do is get their defensemen more involved in the offense. And you can do that if you can find it in your head that you'll take the chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can take the chance because one of my forwards is going to get back or my goalie's going to bail me out. And right now the Minnesota Wild don't know whether to go forward or backward because they don't know if that goaltender is going to make the saves he needs to make. That's the ever-knowledgeable voice of Scott Taylor, who joins me each week as my co-host on this ride, and we do enjoy the opportunity to have that uh, presented to you, and I hope you join us each and every week. You also can join us on YouTube Live. If you go to Game On Radio and follow us, there's a link tree, which I learned what a link tree was this week, Scott. You can punch on the link tree. It'll take you right to YouTube, right to Twitter. All the information about who's on our show, including the greats like Dave Tippett and, and Troy Murray. So we have a link tree now. We're getting to be a big deal. 
Technology, baby. Technology, baby. And with two that, guys, two old guys with technology. <laughs> well, now we got. Last three. year we made the Zoom work. Now yeah, look, yeah. At how, look how far we've come. <laughs> you never know, but you can look at these faces on on YouTube and uh, and, and enjoy those wrinkles as well because we got a lot of knowledge in this brain. But speaking of a lot of knowledge, we bring Coach Platt in from Pilot Mound. And speaking of goaltenders and a team starting out a good season, a team on a roll, the Pilot Mound uh, uh, the Buffaloes. You're rolling, Coach. What's the secret? Well, we're rolling, but we haven't uh, come up with too many big W's just yet. But uh, we're we're in the all the games right now. We we're uh, yeah, we got a good group of girls to start off with, with lots of work to do. Um, how was your recruiting over the summer? Did you get the players you wanted? Or are you pleased with the roster you have going forward? Yes, um, yeah, we're happy with uh, with everything for sure. Um, we're kind of struggling looking for a couple late but we had one more addition come up from uh, from the u.s just uh, the last few weeks so um we have 19 girls right now uh 20 21 is full but i'm quite happy with 19. still looking for a 20th not really but if a gem comes out of the out of woodwork somewhere for sure now how many american players do you have on that team just one so We've used to have quite a few, or not quite a few, I'd say a handful Americans come up in the, since we started, but since COVID, that kind of shut down a little bit, but they're uh, starting to look up uh, north of the border here again, and yeah, it'd be nice to keep attracting some more of those girls. Yeah, we were talking about the fact that at one point there was about 45 to 50 U.S. players playing in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. This year there's 31. COVID really hammered you guys, didn't it? Yeah, it sure did. Well, some of the states didn't shut down at all. So um, I know we had one girl from Montana, and she ended up staying home after Christmas when COVID hit up here just because uh, she could go back and play. And we were at that individual, like six kids on the ice or five kids on the ice at that time. So, you know what, I, I totally get it. I don't blame her one bit. You know, as, as I just wanted to see her back on the ice and playing, so... So, yeah, it worked out good for her. So, as, as your season progresses um, in the CSSHL, are you also playing games south of the border, some exhibition games? I haven't got anything planned just yet. We have gone down the Shattuck, St. Mary's, and we've had some exhibition games with, like, uh, Botno and different little communities across the border, but uh, haven't really... I didn't plan anything because with all the arrive cam and there's, you know, if you're not vaccinated and come back and kids have to quarantine for 14 days. So I didn't really want to get into that game still. So uh, now that it's all kind of opened up and then, yeah, I potentially could look into uh, come across the border for some exhibition games. Um, but I, I, I usually have about 45 to 55 games planned at the start of the year. So uh, we'll see. Now you play um, for, for those who, who live south of the border and are listening to us tonight, you play in the Canadian sports school hockey league. Yes. Explain that league to, to, to people and, and how your schedule works out. Cause as I understand, it's mostly weekend games, right? Yeah. It's well, pretty much all weekend games. Uh, there's uh, we have some flex games. So there it's split into two divisions an East and a West. So we got Edge, uh, which is Calgary, Edmonton, uh, which is NAX, and Medicine Hat, which is Saha, Southern 
Alberta Hockey Academy, and then St. Mary's, us, and Rink. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else I'm missing in there, but uh, we will have flex games against them, like just single games. So uh, Saha came out and played on a weekend, and Winnipeg ended up playing here on a Tuesday night, and then they went home. But most of the time, it's all showcases where uh, we'll go. We went to Penticton already this year, um, and that was right at the start, which is nice, great weather. Um, so we'll go out there and we play four games, and then we come back, um, and then uh, next next weekend we got flex games. So I planned a game in Calgary next day in Edmonton, and then. Two days later, we're back in Medicine Hat. So it's just kind of one, three games there. But normally it's four games and there's 12 teams in the league. So if you if you do well on the first showcase, you can move yourself up. Uh, there was, you know, three categories. I think they might have split it in half this year. Actually, I'm not 100% sure how they do all their formulas, but... Um, you potentially could move yourself up or down in the in the rankings, and so you don't know what you're doing in the next showcase until the the following showcase. Well, that's so. Coach Platt of the U18 Women's at Pilot Mountain Hockey Academy. If you are interested in learning more about the academy, www.pilotmountainacademy.com. Uh, Coach Platt, they have all sorts of opportunities for youngsters who want to play a lot of hockey in great competitive environments, whether it be north of the border or south of the border. We'll do this soon. Uh, take care and enjoy the beautiful weather while it hangs around. You mentioned the weather. It's uh, pretty nice right now, but uh, we know the hockey season is getting uh, a little cool off uh, sooner rather than later. Thanks for joining us tonight. We sure appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Thank you. Well, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We have the athletic director, Bill Chaves, University of North Dakota. He's got a few things going on. And then I got a former Hartford, Hartford, Hartford Whaler coming on to talk to him about Hartford Whalers. I think Bill Chaves has a Hartford Whaler tattoo somewhere. Then we have Troy Murray. We got a great show ahead of us, Scott. Uh, so from the Nillis Lost Firm Studio, K, the mighty 790 KF2, Polly Alliance is running up behind the screen. I always forget to say hi to Polly, but he's doing a great job back there. We'll take a break when we come back. The athletic director. University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks. You are listening to Game On with Scott Taylor, Travis Dunn on the Mighty 790, KFJ and 104.7 FM. You're unbelievable. News Radio, KFGO. Ah, oh, it's a beautiful Thursday evening. Hope you're enjoying the tunes. Polly Alliance behind the screen, uh, making sure the show runs on the tracks and doesn't come off the tracks. It does once in a while. Uh, Scott Taylor, my co-host, and uh, each and every week we do this, so please put it on your calendar or go to Game On Hockey or Game On Radio. Game On Radio KFGO. There's a link tree. You can be reminded that we're on. You can watch all the previous shows. They're on YouTube, and you can watch us live on YouTube Live. And with that, uh, the sponsor of this particular segment is well-known, the Bill Chaves. It's a golf center in Grand Forks, my friend. So, Mr. Scott Taylor, take it away. Oh, don't we love it? And today was a golf day. It was. What a beautiful day. The golf center in Grand Forks has been in the golf business for more than 35 years and received the 2021 Golf Digest prestigious Top 100 Fitters in America Award. They'll custom fit all clubs, including PXG, Titleist, Ping, and TaylorMade. And this is the best time of the year to get a fitting for new clubs. You've been playing all summer. You got that summer swing. 
It's great. You're playing great. And it's important right now in order to get the best fitting clubs, uh, best fitting for your new clubs. So don't forget, get that swing down there, get trade in for your credit and get a brand new set. So get ready for next season now. And your new clubs will be ready to go right out of the gate in 2023. One more thing. Ping drivers are all on sale. The next generation clubs are coming out very shortly. So take advantage of the great savings that are available today. Give Brian and the guys a call. Stop by the Golf Center, 3001 South Columbia Road in Grand Forks, North Dakota. We call them at 701-775-0019. The Golf Center in Grand Forks. Can't get your handicap down to two or three. Yeah, gone right. And a man probably with a zero handicap, but never gets a chance to play. He's too busy watching hockey and football and basketball. The busiest man in the city of Grand Forks these days. That's the athletic director, Bill Chaves. Welcome to the show, Bill. Travis Scott, thanks for having me. Best golf shop in the upper Midwest. Now no that, question. No, no question. I bought all my clubs there. Well, busy week ahead. It is Hawks. Now, some of us, you know, Bill, we have to say Sue, Gophers, we, we're allowed to say so, uh, but it is indeed the greatest hockey week of the year. Uh, you've been indoctrinated over the years now. How, what's your adrenaline like right now leading into this series? Yeah, it, it is tremendous. And I, you know, I take my cues from Coach Barry, right? Like Coach has been here for a long, long time. So um, when he says it's a big week, I know it's a big week, right? And so, uh, but it, it does, it, it brings up so many awesome memories uh, between the two teams. And, uh, and I think this weekend will be no different. I think we'll just have, we'll have new characters uh, on the ice, so to speak. But I'll tell you what, the passion will be there and we're excited about it. We know Coach Motzko has done a great job with the program and they've got, he's got them sitting at number one currently in the, in the polls. So we have our work cut out for us, but it's exciting, Travis. I mean, to have an opportunity to go play down there when they've got that lofty ranking, our guys will be ready. You've got a big weekend too at home, right? Do you not have a football game that's pretty important this weekend? Yeah. So when you're in a, when you're the athletic director, you have to make some choices. Mm -hmm. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we opened the season against Holy Cross, and I was there for the first game, and then flew out the next morning to Pittsburgh to go watch our football team play Youngstown. So I'll do the reverse this week. I'm going to go down to Minneapolis tomorrow, go to the game tomorrow night, come back Saturday morning to go watch our football team play against the number one ranked uh, Jackrabbits of South Dakota State. You know, this is a hockey show, but we're so happy and proud to, to be part of this, uh, you and the alumni network. And you look at the, all the programs right now, uh, uh, Bill, you know, the soccer program, the volleyball program comes to Fargo last week and, and wins a, a series in, in uh, two, uh, three to two over uh, the, the Bison uh, women's volleyball team. Well, there's a lot going on on campus right now, isn't there? There is uh, a lot for sure. But, you know, when we talk, um, you know, I, I was I was at a uh, open house today. Uh, we have bringing in a lot of uh, potential freshmen on campus, one being my uh, my youngest son. And uh, and there's just a lot of conversation about our hockey team. Right. And uh, and just the uh, excitement that that program brings to the uh, to the university. And uh, this week, even though we're on the road, it'll be no different because I'll tell you what, there'll be a lot of green in the stands down in Minneapolis. Is there a better school that, you know, anywhere that travels as well as the University of North Dakota when it comes to hockey? Well, you know, it's interesting. So I grew up in the state of Connecticut. And Connecticut basketball, I'll tell you what, travels very well, 
very, very well. And then I actually I was at UConn when Gino Oriyama got there. And so then the women's team started kind of connect. The men have always traveled way back to Toby Kimball in the 50s. Well, and yeah, so, way back to the Big East. Well, the way Big East back. Even Yankee, Yankee Conference. That? Back to yeah, the way Yankees? back, wow. way back. But, but I'll tell you what, UND hockey is special. It's special. Special and 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 when we're doing these destination games, and I'm going to give Jody Hodson an amazing amount of kudos and bouquets because he's done an awesome job with this. But I think we found out in New York that we were going to travel, and then my first year here was when we went to Vegas. Now the first time, and then of course Nashville last year because of COVID, and now we've basically sold out T-Mobile for next weekend. And so that's just going to be an amazing thing. And I, it's, it's safe to say there's only one program in the country that can do that. Only one. Right. That's well, a, the Nashville, yeah. the Nashville game last year was, was internationally recognized as, as people were overwhelmed by the green on the street in Nashville. Yeah. You know, um, Nashville's intimate. And so uh, when you're, it, when you're around um, all the various um, opportunities, that you have in Nashville, it, but it's all within a, a couple blocks with each other. So there was just so much green. It was unbelievable. Now, having said that, I want to think that the strip is probably going to be pretty green next week as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's the voice of Bill Chaves, the athletic director at the University of North Dakota. You're listening to Game on Hockey with uh, Scott Taylor and Travis Dunn. By the way, every Thursday night we get to have this much fun starting at 5.30. So please uh, make it, uh, put it on your calendar and please join us. We also appreciate the sponsors that help us put this on. And we sure appreciate Dave Noah. Uh, Noah, a name that goes to the past, University of North Dakota's first hockey All-American was his father. And so, uh, yep, uh, it's, uh, the name Noah is, is well-known. He was also one of the first Olympian in your in University of North Dakota hockey history as well. So I thought I'd throw that one out there. So we thank Dave Noah, the realtor, uh, for being a sponsor of this fun and frivolity each week. Now, now, what is the, what does an athletic director do next week? You, you're going to be in Vegas versus a football game. You're, are there two Bill Chaves? Well, there actually is my dad. I'm, I'm, the, I'm actually, uh, so my, my dad's 85 years old. I guess I could import him in. Um, <laughs> he's the real Bill Chaves. Um, I'm the imposter. So at the end of the day, I will be in Vegas. Um, so, you know, what, what ended up happening truly, and we would never would want to try to schedule on top of uh, teams like that, but that was actually our original bye week in football. And then some things changed. And we then had to like convert into a home game, which we were going to take. Unfortunately, it was going to collide with the Vegas game. But uh, there's just too many pieces of the puzzle going on in Vegas that I'm going to shoot out there. We have a great, great staff. And you know what? They'll take real good care of folks. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to interrupt this uh, fun and frivolity about UND hockey. Uh, The great Dave Tippett just joined and we're in and we're with Bill Day, Bill Chaves, athletic director. Uh, Dave Tippett, former UND Fighting Sioux, as, go, as Sioux go for a week. Dave, we'll talk about that. Former coach, former player in the National Hockey League. But most importantly of all, Bill Chaves, get that coffee cup and hold it up. Um, the uh, He's a big Hartford Whaler fan, and you guys had a bit of a it's conversation not. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Dave, uh, Bill, here's your chance to talk uh, with Dave Tippett about the Hartford Whalers. Well, Dave Tippett, uh, can I just say this? I, I met him the other It's your show. Yeah, well, it was awesome to to meet Dave, uh, and I I got to watch him. And you know, looking back, and this is this is the Bill Parcells quote. And Dave, and I know you know this, 
But for five straight years, you played every game, 80 straight, 80 games. So 400 games from 84, 85 to 88, 89. And I'll tell you what, as Bill Parcell said, the best ability is availability. And Dave Tippett was always on the ice for the Hartford Whalers. I played a long time, 417 straight. You know what that was? I was scared to lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about that record. Once I, got, once I got in, I didn't want to get out. You know, talk about that, Dave. You know, the, the, when we hear about players that uh, it was, a, I forget which player just what did he play, Scott? You'll pull this one up in your brain exactly the number they played. But when you get in the eight and nine hundred games in a row, which some players have done, talk about the physical toll, Dave, to play in the National Hockey League and do that. Well, I was actually a line mate of Doug Jarvis when he broke the record. I think it was nine thirty-four or something like that. And and actually, Keith Yandel, uh, a young player that uh, played for me in Arizona, also uh, he just broke it again this year, but. I remember Doug Jarvis, uh, his streak going, and he was he would just he'd get up, and he was the ultimate pro where he he prepared hard every night. He went out there and competed hard, had a tough job, wasn't a big man, but had a tough job, had to uh, check other players, other lines, top lines his whole career. And uh, I, I remember the day that he, he finally, the streak came to an end. It was... Uh, we picked up another player, I believe it was Brent Peterson on waivers. And Jack Evans, our coach, was uh, the guy that had to tell him he wasn't going to play that night. And Doug was, uh, he step, stuck his head in the dressing room just before the game. And it was n- a nice gesture. He just said, you know what? Anybody in there not feeling good? <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, he, uh, you know, he took it well. But but the the toll that those guys have taken on their body playing that many games in a row uh, for that long is certainly, I know myself, there's looking back, there's probably some times I wish I probably would have taken a day off here or there rather than try to play through stuff. Cause as you get older, all of us know some of those pains come back to bother you later on in life. Yeah, absolutely. That's the voice of Dave Tippett, uh, former UND fighting Sue slash fighting Hawk. Okay. We'll get that stuff, but it's, it's Sue go for a week this week. Bill Chase, we're going to do is this. I'm sorry. We're going to have to boot you off. We sure appreciate that because Troy Murray's going to be joining us here in a second. We're going to take a break so we can maximize the time with Tipper and, uh, and Muzzer. Those are the legends. Those are the legends. They're the legends indeed. We'll take a quick break here. Indeed, listening on a Thursday night to the Mighty 790 KFJO and 104.7 FM, Bill Chaves, thanks for joining us, the athletic director at the University of North Dakota. We take a break. Well, Dave Tippett, Muzzer is going to join us. It's going to be a blast. The last 25 minutes, it's all all UND. It's Sue Gophers. It's uh, it's, uh, Scott. We're going to have a blast. We'll take a break. Well, the last 10 minutes were all UND with Bill Chaves. That's true, yeah. yeah. UND show. Hey, it's my show. It can be a UND show. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Game on Hockey with Scott Taylor and Travis Dunn on the Mighty 790 KF Show on 104.7 FM. 104.7 KFGO FM Hope. And on the triple towers of power, the Mighty 790 KFGO Fargo. Uh, from the Nillis Law Firm Studio, located on the campus of 790 KFJ and 104.7 FM, we appreciate you joining Scott Taylor and myself 
each Thursday evening as we uh, bring you hockey conversations. And uh, nothing's going to be as good as this hockey conversation coming up. But this so- this segment is sponsored by the Sioux Shop at the Ralph Englestead Arena. Get ready for the upcoming hockey season in style. Visit the Sioux Shop inside the RAA or the all-new SiouxShop.com. Great selection of jerseys, quarter zips, hoodies, and more. Plus your headquarters for exclusive USA Hockey Hall of Fame gear in Vegas, which is next week, also available on SiouxShop.com. Also featuring UND football, basketball, volleyball, as well as soccer, T-shirts, and more. So leading up to the North Dakota versus Denver, I'll be there doing color analysis with uh, our good friend Tim Hennessy here in a few weeks. A huge rivalry weekend. Salute to Service Weekend. Retired and active military discount with military ID at the REA box office. So we have that done. And with that, open up the gate. We have Troy Murray. We have Dave Tippett. We have Scott Taylor. Uh, Troy, it's been it's wonderful having you join us. And uh, hey, it's uh, as we talked about, it's Sue Gopher Weekend. What does that instill? What thoughts, Dave Tippett, Troy Murray? What's that? What's that make your stomach feel like right now? <laughs> well, uh, back in the early '80s, it was a great rivalry, and I, I remember, um, you know, Neil Broughton, um, you know, playing there and he was such a good player and, and the two programs were, you know, at the top level at that point. And, and, um, it, it, I mean, it was a Williams arena. Is that what it was called? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not there anymore, but old Williams arena was, uh, you know, it was quite a, uh, quite a building where, um, you know, you, you, you knew there was history, you knew there was character in that building and the, the Gophers were, you know, they're Minnesota. The Sioux were, uh, uh, North Dakota, so it was, a, it was a state versus state rivalry, and it was a good one back then. There was a lot of hatred in that rivalry. Hey, Dave Tippett, question for Very you. Much so. You didn't. You didn't grow. <laughs> yeah, you didn't grow up with it. Neither one of you grew up with the rivalry in your backyard. You, it didn't really hit you till you arrived in Grand Forks, right, Dave? And then at that yeah, point, very, it's instilled very quickly, isn't it? Yeah, the first time we scored a goal, and about four dead gophers come flying on the ice. You get an idea. <laughs> <laughs> what you're in for here, you know, but yeah, it, you know, there's, there was certain at UND, there was, there was, you know, a couple of rivals that you always check those off on the, on the schedule and Minnesota and Wisconsin were the two big ones. And, uh, you know, Troy, I think you can attest to this. When you play those teams, you get ready for a battle. And, uh, and that's what makes, uh, that's what made it enjoyable back then. And for- yeah. We were able to uh, come out and talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, you know, me coming from the West, I had no idea, you know, who the rivalries were when, when I got to North Dakota. But when I got there, it's just like, okay, you hate Minnesota, you hate the Gophers, and I said, well, you know, I'm kind of thinking why. And then when I got to the NHL, it was like you hate the North Stars, and I'm like, why? But you quickly found out why because, I mean, it was a, you know, it was a true rivalry that was nasty and. Uh, you know, playing against Wisconsin, as you mentioned, and, and Tipper, you were a part of that big brawl um, in Wisconsin. We, we <laughs> talked about this before, but, um, you know, Minnesota, we had the same feelings. I mean, you know, they were a good team. We were a good team. And then the rivalry was strong. Yeah. Really strong. Over the, over the line. Go ahead. In, go ahead. In, in the old William. In the old Williams Arena, we, we dressed way down in the, in the basement, I think, yeah, yeah. and we had to come up there, and then they had tears, and it was wood, and, and at one end of the ice, it was like tucked underneath the, the, the basketball stadium, I think, and it was, it just was a really unique, and, I, and 
it, my if my memory's gone, but if it serves me, it was an Olympic sized rink, wasn't it, Tipper? You know what? I, I can't remember. All I know is this it had very from that arena. Yeah, it had very it, deep corners, which defensemen loved because it, it you know it wasn't like the teardrop at UND at the, at the original Ralph Engelstead Arena or the Winter Sports Center that we played it. Uh, so it was a different shape, but it was the same size. I think it, it was a regulation sheet. Scott, you had you were a question to ask, so I'm going to butt in and let you ask that question because these guys are having too much fun visiting. No, I want yeah, I, but I want to go back further than than yeah their first time with the the, the Sioux Gopher rivalry is you're both guys who played for Canada's national team. How did these two Canadians get to to, to North Dakota, and and because back in the day, there wasn't the television, there wasn't the, the media that there is today regarding U.S. college hockey. How did you end up getting to UND as opposed to, say, Michigan or Michigan State or, or Massachusetts? Tipper, you go oh, first. Scott, back in, oh. back, back in those days, uh, you know, North Dakota uh, recruited heavily out west. Um, you know, and I was in the Alberta Junior Hockey League and, and Tipper was in the, the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, playing for Prince Albert, and and those were where North Dakota, you know, recruited heavily. Minnesota didn't recruit outside the state, um, you know, so that's kind of how North Dakota was involved to it. I narrowed it down to basically three schools that I was recruited to, which was Wisconsin, Denver, uh, and North Dakota. I actually went on uh, two uh, school uh, visitations, and I went to Denver and I went to North Dakota. I never did go to Wisconsin. Um, and that's kind of how my, you know, my path was to North Dakota. And that was, that was going back in the day where, you know, top players in, in Canada were, were not going to the collegiate level. And, um, you know, so for Tipper and myself, it was, you know, you, we were kind of, and I wouldn't say pioneers, but at the same time, when, when you looked at the ability of, of, uh, you know, us to make some decisions back then, it was kind of frowned upon that we decided that we were going to go to school rather than to junior hockey. I was, I was a little different than you, Troy, because I was, uh, like you say, played Saskatchewan junior league. I, I didn't get drafted. So I was a free agent and, um, had an opportunity to play in the Western league and which would have made you ineligible for NCAA. Yeah. Who had your, who had your rights? Uh, Regina, Regina Pat. And I almost went, we finished, uh, the season we got beat by Red Deer, uh, my second year. I almost went to play for them because they were in Memorial Cup and I had a chance to win a championship. And I hurt my shoulder and couldn't go, and that was a blessing. The other thing that would, you know, was good for me is my brother two years before had uh, gone through the same route and went to University of Michigan, and so he was pushing for me to come to Michigan. I had talked to Michigan, I talked to Denver, I talked to a number of schools, and James Patrick and I went down for a visit to uh, North Dakota, and James was on, we were on the same team, and we both looked at each other, this is where we're going, it's the best program by far, they've got the best team, there's no, we might go on a few other trips just to have some fun and and check out some schools, but North Dakota was a school, so it uh, and I'm I'm glad that the 1980. I, I got I got to uh, UND and when you when you when you came down there did did I take you out? <laughs> I, I think there was a number. I think there was a number. You know what, Troy? Back then, I'd like to say yeah, but I probably can't remember. <laughs> no, I can't remember either. 
Uh, you're listening to Game On Radio, by the way, with Scott Taylor and Travis Dunn every Thursday evening. The, the voices you're hearing, Dave Tippett and Troy Murray, both former Sioux forwards, uh, uh, national champions. And I was going to say this, uh, the 82 team, the table was set by the 80 team that won the national championship, by the way. So I'm going to throw that one. Uh, my rest of my resume is not nearly as strong as your guys' resume at this particular point uh, in time. Scott, far away if you got a question for these two rascals, but this conversation carries on. When did the NHL come calling for both of you? Because I know, Dave, you played, what, two years at North Dakota and then went to the NHL? I played two years at North Dakota and then left to go play with the Olympic team. The Olympic team was still amateur. So uh, I got invited to try out for the Olympic team in the summer of 83 and uh, ended up making the team. There was myself. There was four guys from UND. There was myself, James Patrick, Gord Shervin, and Dave Donnelly, all of us left after two years uh, to go play for the Olympic team. And then right after the Olympics, I went straight to Hartford and signed with Hartford as a free agent right after the Olympics. Yeah, and, and I, I went there, uh, you know, I was a year ahead of those guys. So I, I left days after we won the NCAA championship in, in 82. Um, the general manager, Bob Pulford, had been keeping close tabs on me. I played the World Juniors up in in, uh, in Winnipeg. It was in Rochester and Winnipeg. And, Scott, maybe you remember, you know, those, uh, that World Junior year. Which I'll never was, forget so, the body check at Winnipeg Arena, as long as I live. Yeah, yeah. The greatest John, check in the John, history of Canadian hockey. Completely, <laughs> changed, completely changed the tournament. The tournament, yeah. you hit that guy. Russia was never the same again. The Czechs were scared to death, yeah, and they probably had man for man the best team in that tournament. And you went down on one gold with the tie against the Czechs, right? Yeah, and and uh, it was funny because Bob Pulford was was scouting at that tournament. He remembers those those Czechs, and and actually Don Cherry was following that tournament too. And he said, "Hey, the, you know the Russians, they they got to watch out for this kid Troy Murray because if you don't have his, so you know, I was kind of like, I, you know, this was all after the fact, but." Um, it was kind of interesting because I, I had a conversation with, with Gino um, Gaspring, the head coach in North Dakota, uh, and and at the end of the, near the end of the season, and uh, we ended up winning the NCAA. And he said, Troy, if I didn't think you were, uh, if you weren't ready to go play pro, I would tell you so. He said, but I, th- I think you're ready, so I, I give you my blessing if you, if that's what you decide. And um, you know, Chicago wanted me to come there, and and uh, it, it just seemed like it was the right time. I hated to leave North Dakota. I loved it there. And, um, you know, Tipper, I think you know this. I, I went back for like five years of summer school, and there was a bunch of us that went back there. There was Phil Sykes, Mark Chorney, Dan Brennan. Uh, we all went back and, and hung out in Grand Forks. I think I was the only one. That- oh, he froze up on us. Hey, you know what? This is a great opportunity right here, guys. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll carry on this conversation. We'll get Troy unfrozen. Uh, hey, we're up on Zoom, so things happen from time to time. We needed a break anyway because this is way too much fun. I hope you're enjoying yourself as much as I'm enjoying myself with, with Scott Taylor. I'm Travis Dunn, Dave Tippett, Troy Murray. We'll be back. Listen to Game On Hockey on the Mighty 790, KFGO and 104.7 FM. News Radio, KFGO. And welcome back to Game On Hockey from the mighty 790 KFG and 104.7 FM. Make sure to stay tuned after this as the New Orleans Saints take on Arizona and NFL football. Playa Alliance running things behind their screen. So, Scott, you got the next question. <laughs> you take over. 
Well, well I, I feel badly because we've had some some fun twice now in these breaks. I know. Uh, I learned a lot. <laughs> um, but I want to go back to Troy. When he talked to Gino Gasparini there years ago, and, and we got talking about number of games and how when you play college hockey, you play 30-odd games, and it's every weekend. The NHL is 82 games now, and it's every other night for six months. Was that a difficult transition for you to make, Troy, when you went from UND to the Chicago Blackhawks? Um, you know, it's a good question, Mike. My first year in Chicago, I came up at the end of the year after we won the NCAA, um, and I finished off the last few games of the regular season, and I played a little bit in the, in the postseason, and, and uh, um, that's the year that Vancouver, we lost to Vancouver in the uh, semifinals, and they went on to play uh, the New York Islanders that year um, and, and lost to the New York Islanders. Uh, but the next year when I came, Orville Tesse was a new head coach, and he had come from the minors. He didn't know who Troy Murray was at all. He knew who Steve Bludzik was, Steve Larmer, uh, Rick Patterson, Billy Gardner, um, guys that I was actually fighting for a position with. So um, I don't know if the schedule was that hard because I didn't play a lot of the games in my first year. I was a healthy scratch, and um, it was just one of those things that, you know, Orville was comfortable with the guys that he had in the minors, and he knew those players, and he gave those guys a chance. And so it was kind of a different mentality for me for the first time in my in my lifetime as far as a hockey player that I I, I kind of had to reestablish my mental side of the game to to win back a job because that's what it is when you you know anytime you get up to the NHL you're playing you're having fun you're you're you know you're at school you're doing this you're doing that but when you get to the NHL it's a job and. I, there was, I was living with Steve Ludzik my first year and, and um, you know, the next year uh, I made a decision that I wasn't going to live with Steve and, and he had asked me during training camp and, and I felt bad because I said, you know, I have other plans and I really didn't have other plans. But when I looked at the roster, Steve Ludzik was the guy that, that I had to beat out and I didn't want to live with them because we were good friends and be in that competition to where I, I had to beat him out for a job. Like this was our livelihood. And um, so it was, it was just it, the whole thing of pro hockey was completely different. Uh, the schedule was taxing, obviously, once you get into the, the, uh, you know, the, the meat of the season and um, you know, especially when you get into the postseason. I mean, it is just a, a battle of attrition to, to win a Stanley cup, but uh, you know, that really kind of wasn't a consideration, but there were so many other things that you didn't factor in that, you know, I wish I could talk to some players and say, you know what, college hockey was so much fun. We had, you know, everybody's within four years of, of one another as far as an age and you hang together and you, you, you do things together. You get to pro hockey and, and you know, Tipper, I'm sure you had guys like this, but I, I go into Chicago and Tony Esposito is our goalie. Well, his kids were about as old as I was. And, you know, so, you know, after practice, I'm going, well, you know, what are we doing? All this kind of stuff. You know, half the guys are going home to their families, to their kids. And so the dynamics of the pro leagues is completely different as well. And that wasn't something that, you know, I had been used to because, you know, you're always playing with your own age group. And all of a sudden you've got 15, 16 years as far as a discrepancy in age. And they're a different uh, 
paths in their lives at that point. Well, we've only got three and a half minutes left on this fun and frivolity on a Thursday night with Game on Hockey with Dave Tippett, Troy Murray, Scott Taylor, and myself. Uh, we wrap this up here, guys. 82 National Championship team, 40-year reunion. Uh, Troy, you're working. You're you're probably behind the microphone of Chicago Blackhawks. Dave Tippett, will you be in Grand Forks uh, for the big event? I will. I, uh, I actually... Uh got lucky because it was supposed to be last year and it got postponed mm-hmm. and uh, my new retirement is allowing me to uh, get to a few of these things so i'm looking forward to enjoy the weekend yeah a quick quick update on that the retirement part is that permanent or is the phone still lit up a little bit once in a while no i talked to a few people but i i uh you know a few years ago before i went to edmonton i when i help bring the team to Seattle. I thought I was done with coaching and then kind of got talked out of it. So I don't think I can go back again. So yeah, I got we'll that. see what happens, but I'm enjoying life. I've got a couple of real estate projects going right now and we'll be able to get up to North Dakota and uh, hopefully, you know, get to see a lot of guys I haven't seen in a long time. Hey Scott, you got a, yeah. com- you got a commercial to read my friend Jarrell's sports shop in Grand Forks, North Dakota, but you know, we, they got to pay some bills guys got to pay these guys cause they're, they're professionals. Go for it. Hurry up. Do I get to read this now? Jarrell's. You got to read the Jarrell's. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> this is for 50 years. And the 2021 U.S. Bauer Retailer of the Year, right here in our own backyard, you have access to experts who will outfit you in what you need to succeed in the ice because hockey is what they do. As the Bauer Game Fit Dealer, it allows Jarrell's to scan your head, feet, and shooting mm-hmm. style to ensure the best performance. Wherever you're hearing this message, remember that Jarrell's has a good stock of CCM and Warrior sticks, bags, and equipment, plus True Skates and sticks, True Skates from Winnipeg, and introducing new for this season goalie equipment sticks, including Vaughn goal equipment that can be ordered in custom colors. And Jarrell's has Winwell off ice training items as well. And don't forget, Jarrell's has the best in referee jerseys and gear, as well as figure skating equipment. Jarrell's Hockey World has it all, and the service department will ensure that your gear is tuned up and ready to go. That's Jarrell's Hockey World, 1004 South Washington Street in Grand Forks. Call 701-775-0553 and at them, at Jarrell's Hockey. You know, guys, this went too quickly. Can you can we arrange to do this again some other time, and we'll bring a whole lot of other guys on and make this conversation? Try I know one last No, word. no, don't bring anybody else on, Travis. Okay, just these, these guys. guys. Too good. I want those stories are great tonight. last word I, I Troy, one minute story. i got quick, a real quick, quick story go. about i got a real quick story about Jarrell's. my my campus visit to, to north dakota it was a blizzard it was an absolute whiteout Duh. i didn't know if there was a store a building that was two stories high or if there was a i had no idea what the town was like you couldn't see it the only place that i remember is they took me to Jarrell's. There you go. Great commercial, guys. Thanks for joining us. Please, can we do this again? We'll arrange a tipper. Muzzer, we'll try this again. Okay, guys? And Scott, we'll have to sign off for tonight. No more words. For Bill Chaves, for you know, for Muzz, for Lentz, for Taylor, for Tippett, for Platt. We get to have so much fun, you guys. Please join us each and every week for this. This is a blast. And for, you know, for all of us here, guys and Troy, keep fighting the fight. Love the hat. Tipper, we'll see you in Grand Forks in a few weeks, and we will celebrate together the 40th reunion of a national championship team. You listen to Game on Hockey on the Mighty 790 KFGO and 104.7 FM. Dude.